Hey, it's Francesca. I'm Patrick. And we decided to start a podcast. Why not? Yeah. Okay. So um, if you don't know, we're married. Yes, we are. And uh, I thought that that would be what kind of makes our show different because we actually have a relationship. We actually know each other. Inside now. Um, uh, not that. Not, well, yes, okay, well, that but was also not really inappropriate. <laughs> I don't like those kinds of jokes on my show. Oh, <laughs> your show? I thought it was our show because it, we're married. Well, was that the whole premise? Go, go ahead, please continue with the premise <laughs> of the show. The premise is that two married people come together in matrimony and talk about <laughs> stuff that's important in the world and things that they just want to talk about. So that's what we are going to do. So really what you're getting, you're getting a married couple who have things to say and we're going to say them and hopefully you're going to listen. Um, they're listening right now. Are they? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> um, so this week, you know, we're fresh into the new year, but it has been really rough. Like so much awful stuff has happened. Probably one of the biggest stories this week Wait, what? wait, before before we get into real story, can we can we just talk about how cold it's gotten? Yeah. How quickly it's gotten so cold. It is really bad. And every time about this year, I'm thinking to myself, like, oh, you know, it's it's been a mild winter. And then I remember that the winter winter, <laughs> winter starts on December twenty first or thereabouts and, and that it's just begun. And, and this now is it's gonna be like this until March, which is horrendous. It's awful. I know, it's really, really bad. And I was realizing the other day that I feel like the weather is what's making me really depressed. Like I just had a string of days where I felt like crap and I didn't really know why it was. And I'm pretty certain that it's because it's so terrible. Outside. Yeah. What is that called? Seasonal. Seasonal affective disorder. Sad. Yeah. yeah sad. Seasonal I the, I have affective disorder. I have the sad. Well named. Yeah. Um, the, the winter has definitely. The winter has approached. Wait, isn't it? What is it? Winter, winter is, is coming. coming. You tried. <laughs> A really, a really vague effort at Game of Thrones. Well, it's been off the air for a while now, so we we haven't had the had the constant that was reminders. Really bad. Whatever. I tried. Okay. I'm trying to. I'm trying to slip in the jokes. I'm trying to stay topical. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, Game of Thrones is like I said, it's been off the air for a little while, so uh, whatever. Super topical. <laughs> okay. So now are we allowed to get into like? Yes, stories? we can talk about whatever you want. I just wanted to just point out that it's it's absolutely ridiculously cold outside. I feel like that just painful. That's just such a New Yorker conversation. I never talked about the weather until I moved to New York. Like that's something that like old people and adults do. But in New York, you run into people, and you're like, man, this weather, right? It's terrible. Well, that's that's kind of what's surprising about it. Coming from Florida, as we both have, it's just. It's like, uh, uh, you know, every day it's hot and then it's going to rain at some point and you're going to get in your car and turn on the AC and that's Man. it. You know, so you come to New York and it's just like, it's just cold and hot and cold and hot and yeah. everything in between. But let's get to the real topics <laughs> so we can stop talking about the weather. <laughs> okay. So what I was going to say was like one of the biggest stories this week was that a gunman opened fire at the... Um, the offices of Charlie Hebbo, Hebbo? I don't know how to say it, Hebbo, Hebdo, um, which is like a satirical newspaper in Paris. And this was a really big deal because the the men who, who sh they t killed like 12 people and the men were Muslim. And so, you know, this paper has done a bunch of like, quote unquote, satirical comics about Muslims and Islam and the government and it's started like this really big conversation about freedom of speech and i'm kind of curious like to hear what you think about it because i have thoughts but i definitely don't want to just like bum rush this conversation go for it no please share share your thoughts but but give us a little more of a background of why you're talking about this because i know that you specifically have the you've expressed to me before that you specifically have the sense that this is uh, the conversation has become a conversation that we shouldn't be having at all. So, well, go, the thing, okay. So here's here's the thing that like bothers me about this whole thing is I absolutely think that it is wrong to kill people because you disagree with their their political beliefs or they say something that pisses you off. Like, I in no way do I condone murdering innocent people, but it really has pissed me off how the conversation has turned into like freedom of speech, down with the Muslims. And people are acting as if like this paper is like 
someone that we should be holding up as like a model of like journalistic integrity. Right. Suddenly, suddenly a, a paper that's really just a bunch of offensive Racist. cartoons. It's, it's like horrible. Wildly. Yeah. Wildly offensive cartoons is now somehow become this this martyr center. It's so bad. And like, I didn't realize how bad it was. Like at first I just thought like, all right, you know, there are probably some like political cartoons or whatever. And then someone put together a list on Tumblr and they had one cover that was calling it was like the Pope with a bunch of like French citizens citizens and the Pope was calling French people the N-word. That was the cover of this paper. Wow. And I was like, that's not satire. Wow. That's just like blatant racism. And was there was there a point to that that you could I mean, I didn't investigate what the point was, but like that turned me off enough that I was like and again, like I don't think that it's justified to kill anyone. But I also don't think that the people are on Twitter like we are Charlie is like it's, it's just this. Oh, have they, have they made the, um, the yeah, those Lance hat. Armstrong style armbands yet? <laughs> yeah. I am Hebdo. No, no. They, <laughs> I mean, they probably <laughs> people have shirts and like, you know, a hashtag and everybody's really. And, and this is what, like it just what really makes me so upset is that this is just really um provoked people to have more like anti-muslim sentiments like kill all muslims was trending on twitter because of this and now everyone who's muslim in in like france is being targeted and and it's happening like where people are there have been like all of these anti-muslim protests and violence in in france because of this and i just think that you know i think we can have the conversation about making sure that Everyone has the right to say whatever they want, but we should also be able to criticize people for saying like really terrible, awful things too. Yeah, well, that's well. I guess I guess you raised a number of points there. So first, you know, and and getting to what you just said, you know, how much flack did this magazine take prior to its being some you know perceived as some I sort of like, martyr? Honestly, I don't in know. The war against terror. I don't know. I, I I never heard of them getting flack because I'd never heard of them before. Sure, but I don't they think put anyone together, else had, or at least they, not over here, not yeah, many. They put together on like Time Magazine like sixteen of their most controversial covers, and they're just like really disgusting and awful. And apparently, there had been like a bomb threat or someone set up a bomb there a few years ago when they did a cover with like an illustration of Muhammad on the front, mm-hmm. which I didn't know this, but. You're not supposed to see like images of Muhammad, so it's kind right. of like a that's a that's a pretty fundamental tenet. I believe, and they're the I mean, and they're kind of just doing it to like be jerks and be like, oh, look, we're we're drawing somebody that you're not supposed to see that like is a religious figure for you, and like we're just doing this to piss you off. And like that was kind of like one of the first things where they got some blowback. No, no pun intended. They let people <laughs> saying I didn't oh and didn't God. mean for that word to come out. <laughs> <laughs> so people were upset about that. Um, But I just, I don't know. I I definitely think that, I I hope that the conversation continues in a way that is critical of the content because I just don't think that they should get a pass and that everyone should be like, we stand behind you and you're so brave. And it's like, it's not brave to just say a bunch of like racist, xenophobic, like garbage and call Uh, it comedy. Like that's uh, crappy. I absolutely agree. But also that stuff goes over really well. It goes over really well here in the States. I think people love to just say terrible stuff and then say that, oh, freedom of speech. And especially in it, like what's so ridiculous to me, especially the fact that this happened in France, is that it is they have like fines and, and legislation against wearing burkas and the headscarves there. So basically they've said, hey, you don't have the freedom to express your religious beliefs, but we have the freedom to like make jokes about you and say like terrible things about you. Like freedom of speech is only going one way. Absolutely, yeah. That, like, is so ridiculous. Another thing we see more and more in the United States. Yeah, absolutely. Freedoms seem to be lent to one group more than the other. Absolutely. Or others. Well, and and that's, like, a really good segue into another thing that happened this week was the NAACP bombing, where... Oh, yeah, that was wild. No no media coverage. No media coverage. What was it? CNN, I think, was the only one that mentioned it. Yeah, I mean, a few other people have mentioned it now, I think because of the backlash and people on Twitter being like, oh, can we please talk about this? Twitter to the rescue again. I know, seriously. Like, anytime that people criticize social media, I mean, granted, there's a lot of garbage on social media, but a lot of my news comes from social media and Twitter and, like, people taking pictures right there on the ground. But this is a perfect example, talking about things being afforded to one group and not another, why is no one calling this a terrorist attack? Like, it's a civil rights organization, and there was a bomb 
Like this was a, a bomb. Like someone made something with the intention. I mean, no one got hurt, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like it can't fit the bill more clearly. It's it's terrorists, yeah. but I but I'm I I'm certain that if the person who perpetrated this was brown, it would be called terrorist. But almost certainly, yeah, almost certainly. Yeah, did you see the? Did if you? they had any ties to any foreign religion or organization or country, no, absolutely, absolutely. It would be well, and I so they have a they've released a sketch of the suspect. It's like a white dude with glasses. It looks like an alien. Like the drawing looks like a joke. It looks like they're not taking this they're seriously. Just, <laughs> look for look for this guy. He's got an extremely large head, giant black eyes, it, a small slit for a mouth, no nose. Like the worst artist rendition I've ever seen. And it was just like, you know, I, I just see where people's priorities are. Like it just it does not really seem like a big deal to them. And in today's climate, with everything that's been going on, a bomb going off at an organization dedicated to civil rights should absolutely be seen as a terrorist attack. Yeah, and now most recently, uh, there are federal guidelines that have expanded the definition of terrorism. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Beyond uh, um, an act uh, to incite fear or control the government or or have an effect on politics in the nation, but beyond being controlled by a foreign state or entity. So basically, it, it accommodates now homegrown terrorism. And we Good. know that we have a, a we're seeing a rise of extremist groups, especially uh, out west, especially religious organizations. Yeah, but the thing is, is that you only hear terrorist applied to non-white people. I I mean, any time like freaking Timothy McVeigh, what was that the Oklahoma City bombing? No one called that a terrorist attack, and it absolutely should have been called one. Yeah, but I think that was pretty close in terms of the the public perception of what it was. I think it was. I think it was more. It was closer to being perceived as a terrorist attack, and he was he was sort of pitched in the media as a terrorist. Was he? Yeah, I think he really was. I think the difference was then we didn't really have this super defined idea of terrorism as a on a world scale. Yeah, I guess so. And being a sort of common method of warfare. Now you've got uh, you know you've got the physical terrorists and the and the terrorist cells that are that are acting in the real world, say with bombs or um, you know physical attacks. And then they, you know you also have them committed perpetrating like cyber attacks. And now oh, there's yeah. a rise what of do, cyber terrorism. What do you think about the Sony thing? Do you because people are uh, saying that that was North Korea? They're saying it was North Korea, and then and then I, I don't know that there's been enough to say that that was in fact so North you, Korea. So if you don't know what happened, someone hacked some emails at Sony. A lot of emails. A at lot Sony. of emails at Sony, and they were also supposedly really angry about the interview movie coming out, which is another example of like, hey, it's satire, but then it's like really just a bunch of people going ching chong ling long and and being like, ha ha ha, isn't this satire? And it's like, no, no, that's yeah. not. That's actually just really racist. Yeah. It's, it's poorly. I, I, you know, obviously I haven't seen the movie, but I heard it was terrible. I no doubt it was terrible. I, and and th- that premise, honestly, though, I got to say, and, and let's back up for a moment before we actually talk about that. Talk about the interview, the, the actual movie and the premise of the movie. I didn't find all that um, all that shocking or offensive. Now that it's become this mainstream thing and it's become the center of and the, and the, the link between the attacks on Sony and uh, I don't think they're linked at all. And North Korea. But I think what was offensive about it is if any other country made a movie about killing and, and like regardless of what you think of King Kim Jong Un, I think that's how you say his name. I'm hopefully I'm not butchering that. Butchering that. He's clearly a terrible, awful guy. But if any other country made a movie where they killed a world leader or like Obama or something, people would be pissed. People, well, maybe not Obama. People would probably be like, oh, I'd <laughs> yeah. love to see that. Yeah, sadly, a lot of people would be would be comfortable with that. I know, when with, I'm putting in my stuff With our current president. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, There'd but, be a lot of people that would be excited. But let's be, let's be, let's be realistic, though. North Korea is not, uh, is, you know, and Kim Jong-un is not a typical world leader. He's no, a he's dictator a, he's in a terrible the person. most brutal sense. Absolutely. But in a sense, what really is, I think, offensive about it is that it's not like a funny... Like, he is a real person, and there are real people that are being, like, murdered and treated horribly and put in, like, like death camps where they're, where they're like, they're being stripped away from their families, and they can't eat, and they're being, like, brainwashed. Yeah, well, I mean, it's really terrible. Like, that, there's nothing funny about that. And they could have, if they were smarter, I think that they could have come up with a clever way to 
poke fun at his regime and and really make it more about like helping these people. But it really just was like a bunch of cheap shots as much as far as I can tell what I've read, like people reviewing the film. Mm -hmm. It really was just like an opportunity for them to be like hot Asian chicks. Right. (laughs) And to make and to make all the all the lowest forms of jokes about uh, about North Korea, Kim Jong Un and, and that situation. But but here's the thing is that is that unlike other um, spin in terms of media movies, the spin that movies and, and media place, I'm tripping up over here, but yeah. um, but unlike other efforts to portray things like this in the media, we have no actual uh, bearing on what happens in North Korea. It's basically, it's completely isolated from the rest of the world. Yeah. If we could, if we could do something about it physically through the use of our army, we probably would have by now. Um, and and we really don't have any so it so public perception or to making light of it in public isn't like making light of say you know the shooting of black males no, on I our think, streets because I it think doesn't that have exact it doesn't yeah. translate into the same effect. I don't know I don't know I don't I don't necessarily think that there has to be like a direct negative outcome by making this movie and I but I do think that there are negative incomes I think that for people who are of Asian descent or Korean descent. Those people are going to people are going to watch that movie and then they leave the theater and then they make those jokes towards those people because they think that they're being funny and they're being clever. And those people have to deal with like those nasty racist jokes and microaggressions because everybody thinks that it's so funny to do like this horrible impression of how like Asian people speak and make fun of their names and make fun of their language. And it's just like another example of our media saying like if you're if you're not like white and speak perfect english like you're a joke ha 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 your suffering is hilarious and i just think that that's terrible i like, agree with that there's definitely going to be some consequences on the ground when it comes to how say you know your average american perceives yeah. you know uh, people who are from you know north or south korea obviously south korea yeah. is far more likely yeah i just think it's i just think it's nasty and i just think freaking james franco like i just hate him <laughs> Why can't you be more like your brother, James? I know. He's so much better. What was that movie that we saw that he was in? The Neighbors? Oh, yeah, was that it? Yeah. Neighbor- he was in the Neighbors movie because he he was like one of the frat boys that lived next door. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you don't have to agree with this, because mm-hmm. but I thought that he was like the more attractive Franco also. I would I would totally yes. <laughs> My legs are open. <laughs> For the little Franco. Yeah. Oh, well, oh God. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that sounds really gross. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he. They look almost identical. That's the thing. Yeah, but that's what I mean, though. He's like, he's like a better version of James Franco. He's like, definitely he a better looks actor. Like him. He's a better actor. He just he doesn't have that like weird dopey look on his face that James Franco always. Well, does. that's the thing, especially when it comes to acting. He doesn't look like he's always smiling. You know. James Franco's got that like I'm about to smile like Seinfeld always. He's about had to that, laugh. Had that like I'm about to laugh at what I'm doing. Even in uh, was it like 127 hours when he's cutting his own arm off. He's, he's like still, uh, he still uh, looks just a little bit like he's gonna laugh at it. Yeah, absolutely. He's um, just like let me take a bong rip right now. <laughs> like stop. <laughs> to, to James Franco's credit, he's done he's done a lot of good work, and you know he's he's has not. He? He's, you know, he's a funny name enough one, guy. No, name one good thing that James Franco has brought into this world. One. Well, I mean, by, how do you... How he do just you, said he's done a lot of really good he's, things. He's been and in now a lot of things to, that I like. Like you know? what? Like, um, I don't know. What, is, what has he been in? Remind no, me. I'm not going to help you. I'm not <laughs> going to help you make your case because I think he's terrible. He's done. He's done good stuff. So name some good stuff that he's done. What was the one we were just talking about? I don't know. What oh, was it? You don't, don't hang me out and dry here, baby. <laughs> He's gonna, he's gonna leave me here because I'm blanking. I don't remember anything that he's been in. 127 hours was not a bad movie. Oh, see, I, I but I it did wasn't great. It, it was kind of boring. Exactly. So that's not making your case. It was kind of boring. It was just him the whole. And you have to be a good but it wasn't actor. Bad, you have to be a good actor to like hold a movie by yourself for an hour or however many minutes it is. And he did well enough that I didn't feel any time during that movie that I needed to just turn it off, which I would have done. Nah, I don't know. I wasn't really that impressed. But if you want to talk about stuff that we are watching that we like right now. Oh, yeah. How did we get here, though? I just so so that we're. Um, we somehow we talked about freedom. Oh, we got him. Yeah. OK, so we got on to interview and then we started talking about James Franco and, and then the sucks, better Franco. The better. What is the better Franco's name? I only know him as I the better know. Franco. I just think we should call him the better Franco. I think that's the best name to call him. Oh, that's good. Well, that, that oh, should really Oh, I know his him. name. His name is Dave Franco. Yeah, and no, I don't like that. I like the better Franco better. 
<laughs> it's really it just has a good ring to it. Also, uh, it shows, you know, it shows that you're in the lead in your little, you know, your little competition segment there. Okay, whatever. Dave the Better Franco is no. what we'll call him. No, because that sounds like a like he's a boxer. Dave the Better Franco. <laughs> you know, like that's that does sound like a boxer. No. Okay. Just the better Franco. But we can move on. Okay. Well, I was going to say <laughs> that we recently have been watching um, Black Mirror on Netflix. We oh just finished God. it. And it was it was really good, but it was really depressing and intense. If you haven't seen the show, I definitely recommend it. It's kind of like a modern Twilight Zone where every episode is self-contained. Um, it's not, it doesn't like the same story isn't repeated every episode um, but it's all about like technology and how technology is like taking over our lives in a bad way. Sort of. It's really, really what it is are very realistic worlds where technology has dramatically influenced that world and how it operates and what the people but in all that, of them are bad and what the people in that world can actually can actually accomplish. And so it changes the social dynamic in these scenes and settings based on the available technology. So like I'll give you I'll give you a premise for once. So there's one and this one really stuck with me. This was the one I think Which one? stuck with both of us. The guy who um, who thought that his he 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 got Don't the, give it away. Oh no no no. I'll just I'll just give you the setup. He thought that his girlfriend, no, his wife rather, with whom he had a small child, uh was cheating on him at some point and it was just this tiniest inkling. But everybody in this world had a had a chip in their eye that acted as sort of a had a camera and like a recording device. You could record everything in your life, literally everything you see as you see it through your eyes. And then you can play it back to yourself in like mini screens that are that I guess are were implanted in their eyes. And you could also like hook it up. You could like Bluetooth it to TV and like everybody could watch like your vacation or like you having sex which was like really creepy yeah literally anything that you saw and including audio you could just you could just play back at any time so he using this device and that was really the only major difference technologically between between that fictional world and our world but it seemed reasonable it seemed like something that we could actually develop which i think was what was so creepy about it absolutely so this guy so this guy goes and and just keeps playing and replaying and replaying uh, every last little bit of his life and conversations with his wife about this particular topic. Yeah. And he drives himself he drives himself crazy. I'll, I'll it's, stop there. It's, it's really intense. I feel like, I mean, th- that episode definitely stuck out with me, but I'll be totally honest with you. It also made me a little uncomfortably uncomfortable because I will be the first one to acknowledge that I have like a slight internet addiction. A slight internet addiction. I like that. And it's that I'm working on. <laughs> <laughs> I it's like that. Not, it's 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 only slight. No, well, okay. Uh, listen, it's gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. But this what I'm saying is that like stuff would happen. Like like there was one episode that was like the guy was like really obsessed with his phone, and like Patrick kept like giving me these looks, like oh hmm, okay, that's interesting. And I was like, what what? Like no, I'm not like that, you know? <laughs> like, oh my god, like feeling really uncomfortable because it's true. Like I I I work on the internet. I play on the internet. Like it's. Which is makes it really difficult because there's just like so much time that I'm on the internet doing nothing, but technically I'm working. Um, and it's, it's nice a, when you can blur the lines between work and play, and it all happens in the same place on the web. It's a bad, it's a good and a bad thing. Like I can definitely like spend my whole day bullshitting on Twitter, and technically I worked all day because I was like finding information and like having conversations. But when I watched this show. And there was all these storylines focused around how the internet and technology is like taking over people's lives and like making them not social and making them go like insane. It really kind of made me feel some kind of way. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely watching the show will definitely give you the sense the next time that you pick up your phone and you do that sort of automatic scrolling or checking your email oh, that you know God. you don't really have anything important in, checking your texts and then scrolling up your Twitter feed far enough to realize while wow, you just checked it 10 minutes ago. That when you start doing that after you watch the show, you realize just how ridiculous that action is and how far down that path to to changing our entire culture um, technology has already taken us. 
Yeah, it's really, really bad. And that's actually like one of the things that I'm trying to work on. Well, that's the other thing, too, is that, is that not only does it remind you of that and make you compare it to this show, but nothing good comes out of this show. There's yeah. not a single happy every, moment every in this show. Episode Any episode is so depressing. Every, every relationship is terrible on that show. No one's like really in love. Everyone hates each other. Like everyone's sex life is terrible. Well, it's a British show, too. So it's got that very is like that, slow paced. Uh, no, got, like, I thought the, it was fast. I thought it was fast paced. No. Oh, there was a lot. There are a lot of there are a lot of shots of people not socializing, oh, yeah, not doing right. anything, just Looking straight off. faced, yeah. just kind of going about their business. Um, and then there, you know, and then there are more intimate conversations are always tense, and it's just it's just not a it's not a good. So you should watch it. You should definitely watch it because <laughs> if you need to depress yourself, if the weather in New York isn't enough for you, or wherever you are, if the, if the cold and the gray isn't doing it, then uh, then watch the show and you'll, you'll, you'll be the rest of the way to depression. Yeah, it will definitely make you have second thoughts about how you interact with technology, which is something that I'm really personally trying to be better about. And you have to tell me how I've been doing. Mm-hmm. If you've noticed, okay. I've not been like on my phone as much when we're talking. Mm-hmm. You, have, you, have you noticed that? Are you are you fishing now? No, I'm not fishing. I'm asking you <laughs> genuinely if you've noticed that one of my New Year's resolutions was to be more present yeah. and to give people around me more te- more of my attention and just like really be in the moment. And so that is why, if you've noticed, which I'm hoping you have, that I haven't been on my phone as much, or like you know, when you come home from work, like I close my laptop and I give you my undivided attention. <laughs> It's very sweet. Actually, yes, I have noticed. You have? Yeah, that was the, oh, your face just changed. It was adorable. (laughs) That was the validation you needed. It's all, it it wasn't for nothing. I know, I'm really trying. No, and I really do appreciate that because there there are times where you can go weeks and I I do understand that it invests like work. Yeah, I mean, listen, I know that I take liberties and there are definitely times where I'm not Look, I'm, working. I'm just defending you here. I know. I'm on your side. I'm just, I'm I'm acknowledging that there are definitely times where I'm not really working, but in my mind, I feel like I'm working because I'm on Tumblr and I find a ton of stuff on Tumblr that's great for, for Upworthy or inspires me to make a video but there's a large amount of time that i spend on tumblr like laughing at stupid vines and (laughs) looking at pictures of beyonce and that's not working (laughs) i do the same thing you do not no i don't you're right i don't you don't look at pictures of beyonce no definitely not (laughs) um i there are gonna be a lot of people that are pissed off by you saying that by me saying i don't look i don't really not looking at pictures of beyonce are going to offend people no but the way you said it the way you said it like sounded a little shady Oh no! I would never look. I mean, why? For what? For what? To what end would because I need to look she's, at Beyonce? Because, because she's be- <laughs> beautiful. She and... looks so perplexed. <laughs> yeah, like, but you know, like, like there are other beautiful things to look at. Like... Genuinely, well, this is the other thing though. Is this has totally gotten us away from New Year's resolutions? But you and I have very different taste in like beautiful women mm. because the women that I think are beautiful, you always think are so ugly. <laughs> they're hideous. <laughs> no, they're they, come on. Do I have don't, to? Don't say, don't say who. There's a model that I think is very beautiful, and uh-huh. I'm sure if if we gave enough away about her, people would know who she was, and I would feel bad. I don't know her, uh-huh. but like I would feel bad. I just I like girls that are interesting and like different looking. I you know right. that are more. And I like girls that are pretty. That is. <laughs> <laughs> You, you can know, be different and interesting looking and, you know, whatever else and still be pretty. The real, the, I mean, the the commonality there is being physically attractive. Yeah. And that all I'm saying is that you and I have very different perceptions of what's attractive. And honestly, I, sometimes it makes me feel weird only because I'll see someone. And I'll be like, oh, my God, I think that girl's so pretty. And you're like, she's OK. And then I'm thinking, like, what does he think of me? Like, I think that girl is yeah, hot. You know? You're OK. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're beautiful. I married you. Yeah, but and I, even if you were beautiful, I think you were. You know, I. I see, that's what I mean. Is like it wouldn't it's, matter. It, it's there's so many things that make someone attractive, and I personally think people that look different and have something like unique about them is partially what makes them attractive. Not conventional, not like normal looking. You well, know? in terms of, I mean, in term when you when you separate physical beauty out from any other type of beauty, any other attributes of someone's personality, then it's really just a matter of preference. And what your preference is is 
pretty much dictated by what you've seen in the past, what you know to be attractive. Yeah, but see, that's that you what know. I mean. Is like, here's, here's a good one. Here's a good one. And this isn't specifically physical beauty, but I actually uh, made more of an effort to be friends with someone who, and I met this person a couple years ago, who reminded me because he looked a lot like a, a friend that I had when I was probably between, I want to say, seven and nine. And he was my closest friend during that time. And when I met this guy. Between seven and nine, so eight. Not well, yeah, seven through nine, like all those years. <laughs> you were like, I was between the ages of seven and nine. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just really trying to like get into your world and know. Yes. <laughs> well, you've, you've cracked the code. I hope you're happy. <laughs> eight years old. We'll just call it eight because I, I know that will satisfy you. But, um, but yeah, but so like I, this guy wasn't. Was it worth it? Yeah, he's one of my good friends now. I, I mean, he's a great guy. He doesn't exactly. He's sort of. He's one of the type that. Uh, he, he's the type to make really what would be outwardly appearing offensive jokes. Oh, God. Not, I think I know who you're talking about. They're not that, they're not that offensive. Yeah. I, well, but well, sometimes... Can, if you can hear it but in the tone of my voice, I'm not a fan. No, you're talking about somebody else. <laughs> oh, okay. I know. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> it's not this person. But the point is, is that I was willing to sort of push past that, or more willing to push past that. Because he looked like someone you were friends with when Because you he reminded me of somebody I was very good friends with and a, and a great part of my childhood and like a lot of good childhood memories made with this particular friend. And, you know, so when you're, when you're judging somebody just on beauty and a model is, you know, you obviously he, don't know. He's anything. beautiful? What's that? He's beautiful. No, this guy? No. Okay. He's, he's not an attractive. Okay. I mean, he's just a normal looking okay, guy. I was, I was really curious because you segued into like beauty. No, but the, no, I'm talking about, I'm talking about I know, I'm sorry. I'm just giving only. you like a hard time. Oh. Oh, I missed it. Um, I'm so wound up on this point. I know. I don't know. I really don't know why. <laughs> Whatever you you know, if you think. But when you don't know anything, looking... when you don't know anything else about somebody, all you can do is say basically, like, if you're a guy and it's a woman, you're basically saying, uh, and you're attracted to women, you're basically saying, yes, I find that physically appealing. No, I don't find this woman physically appealing. Vice versa with guys and like for me and and other guys who I'm not sexually attracted to, of course, um, I'd say that guy's cool looking, you know, and that's what I think. Or like, oh, he's got a great beard. Maybe like I would look good with that do kind you, of beard. Do you? <laughs> I do. I notice beards. Is that weird? Yeah, kind of. Why? Kind of. I don't know. I just Guys like... always notice other guys. If you're a man with a beard, you're part of a very special segment <laughs> of the population. And you have... Um... Beards have really made a comeback. I feel like beards have never been this... Tra- P.S. Patrick is rocking a beard. He's been rocking one for a few years now. Yeah, a few years now. It's part of my face at this point. I didn't like it at first, too. Yeah, you fought it tooth and nail. And then one day you were like, I love your beard. Don't ever change. <laughs> <laughs> I know. When you don't have it, you look like a little baby. I do. I look you like, have a, like child. a You have a little cherub baby face. I'm, I'm worried, though, about shaving it because my, my dad has had a mustache uh, for his entire life, or in the entire life you know that, that I've known him, obviously, since I can remember. I've never seen the man without a mustache. And then he shaved it one day, and it was like, he had no top. It was like the mustache. He, yeah. was, you guys have small lips. He, yeah, it was like his mustache had been feeding off his top <laughs> lip all these years for like 30 years. And then when that he shaved so it, gross. there was so little left of his top lip. It had been, it had, it had been like used up you're by his worried, mustache. You're worried that's going to happen I'm worried that you? there's nothing under this anymore. That I'm going to shave this and there's not going to be a chin. It's going to be this weird little like pussy like <laughs> sack ew, of nothing. Ew. I don't know. Why did you have to say that word? Pussy? Ugh. Yeah, that's like that really grosses me out. Yeah, well, it was meant to be gross, but yeah, I know, and that's why okay. I'm bothered well, okay. by it. All right. Um, well. I really wanted to talk about New Year's resolutions, and then we got on this tangent about like what's, oh, we were talking about New Year's beautiful. resolution. One of yours was not was to curb your internet addiction, which mm-hmm. I'm I'm grateful for. It wasn't just curb your inter- my internet addiction. It was more specifically be more present in like in the present moment, not worrying about tweeting something so that I can, you know, I, I feel like some people get caught up in like, how can I take a picture? How can I vlog this? How can I tweet this so that I can mm-hmm. tell everybody what I'm experiencing rather than just actually experiencing it? And I'm not that bad, I don't think, but there are definitely times where I find that I'm out somewhere and I'm spending more time reading about what other people are doing with their lives rather than actually living my own life. Sure. You're pretty good when you're when you're out and you're in a social group. You're not too bad. You'll check your phone pretty regularly, but you don't 
you don't stay on it. No. You're pretty good about that. You're not like the people at 4th of July when the entire oh crowd God. has their phone up and they're all video recording something they're never going to look at again because they're just fireworks and they look exactly like the fireworks that's every, every year. That's every concert now. Everybody at the concert wants to film the concert and it's like you are never going to look back at a video on a crappy iPhone of a concert. Like, actually watch the concert. Yeah, why would you do that? Like, if, you spent if, money on If anything, ticket. it really, like, you, the best thing you can get out of that is is just ruining your really good memory of the actual experience of being there. Because you're going to go back and you're going to watch it. It's going to sound like you're crap. You're never going to watch it. That's you're going to be so far away that it's that it's impossible to see what's going on. Really, all you're doing is to say, I did this. Like, I, I, I not only is proof to other people saying, yeah, I was here, which is ridiculous because I don't think people would. You know, refuse to believe that you were at a particular concert, but like you know that, and saying this, the I think there's a sense of I'm capturing this while you're there, and I have this now, and I own this in some sense, yeah. not for sale or something to that effect, but saying like I have this now as stored information that's always there; it's never going to disappear. Like the people like in like in Black Mirror with their little eye cameras, yeah. and literally everything they saw was recorded, and they would go back and and relive it and discuss it. And, I don't really. No, I think that it's it's some element of just wanting to show other people what you're doing. It's like this this new level of vanity. Like, look at me at a concert. Look, at, it's like you take a picture of a monument, and half the monument's covered by your face because you like want people to see you at the monument. It's like it's just a really weird thing, and I really want to get away from it as much as possible. Yeah, I think um, that's a that's a it's a good thing. What what's what's one of your New Year's resolutions? My my New Year's resolutions they they are. They are many, and they've all, uh, none of them have, have come to pass so far. Well, we just started. I'm very passive about it. They haven't <laughs> happened to me. None of these resolutions well, why have, have come to me to change my life. <laughs> well, why don't you pick one that you're actively trying to work on? Okay. Well, um, there are, there are the, the usual ones, like uh, yeah, I'm trying to be healthier. I'm trying to cook more. I'm trying to, you know, I'd like to quit smoking again. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's Fran's favorite. So, but what are you gonna do when I quit smoking? I know you'll be happy, but I was so happy. You, when were, you quit smoking for like two months, but you didn't feel like an emptiness so... when you you didn't feel like an emptiness when you had nothing to to give me a hard time about. No, I loved it. I loved it because we could watch a movie and you didn't have to get up and go smoke a cigarette. You could, you know, you I could when we would get someplace, we could walk right in. We didn't have to wait for you to smoke your cigarette. I I had so many times where I would be like, oh my god. I forgot that you used to smoke cigarettes because I've had so much time of you not smoking that like I we would go somewhere and I would think, oh, crap, we got to stand outside. And then I would say, oh, wait, you don't smoke cigarettes anymore. Let's go. And then we would run in together hand in hand. And it was beautiful. It was wonderful. That was a beautiful story. For it was amazing. Thank you for that. OK, well, you didn't have to bring up that resolution if you didn't want to. You could bring up another one. OK. <laughs> <laughs> OK, well, well, this is one that we both talked about was What's just that? being more social. Yeah, absolutely. It's so easy, especially in adult life. It's really easy. And to in get, the winter. <laughs> and in the winter when you don't want to go outside and there's snow on the ground and you're likely to slip and fall on the subway stairs. Uh, to just stay home. It's really easy. You just get lazy. I mean, you know, work takes up a lot of your time. Your career efforts take up a lot of your time and, yeah. and you meet so many people and you try to forge new friendships to the extent that you can. And then you realize at some point, man, I haven't I haven't called my, you know, my mom in like yeah. two weeks or two months or something we like that. We have so I, many friends that we have not we've hung out with like one or two times. And we we've lived in New York for almost six years. My mom. That's 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 my only friend. That's why I decided to. Oh yeah. Well, your mom, just my mom. Your mom's great. But we have we <laughs> have friends we have lots here. Of friends. Absolutely. We have lots of friends here that we don't see. And the big reason that I wanted to do that one, and maybe I don't think you have this problem, but I have a lot of like really flaky friends who I love them to death, but they're just like not really reliable. And I realized that I was spending a lot of time chasing these friends, being like, "Hey, can we hang out? Like, hey, like, when are we gonna do something? I really miss you." And like really aggressively trying to pursue these people and get them to hang out with me. And I was like, why am I wasting time on people that like clearly have other stuff going on and don't want to hang out with me when I have all of these other friends who are really cool and I never hang out with, I never see them. So we've been really good. We've had people over at our apartment like three times recently. That's a lot. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I've, I've found that this is the way to do it. You bring them to your place where you're comfortable Oh, you and have you to can leave. just provide some beer or some, you know, some mimosas or something like that, or even dinner, and you've and you've got it nailed. 
It's just that it's just that easy. It's so much easier than going to somebody else's house. You're in a comfortable space. They yeah. walk out the door and you can immediately do whatever you want. Take Turn your pants TV, off. Take I just take, pants I take off. my pants off immediately. Like that's, that's the hardest thing about having people over. So I have to wear to pants wear, for this. <laughs> I have to wear clothes. I'm like, God, I have to put on a bra because someone's coming. Over. That should be really flattering for all of all of the guests that we have had over. You should you <laughs> should know if you hear this <laughs> that she put on pants for you. I put on pants for you. <laughs> And underwear. Fran put on a bra for you. Do you know how it's how hard it is to <laughs> Listen, operate one of those things? I will say the thing that I, this is going to sound so terrible, but one of the things that I miss about South Florida is, one, having a car. But when I would get off of work and I would get in the car, the first thing I would do is take my bra off. I'd be like, oh, I'm so happy that my day is over. And you can't do that in the subway. People will look at you like something is wrong with you if you, you just like can. slip your bra out of your shirt. But I would do that. I would do that and unbutton the top of my jeans like as soon as I got in the car. Gosh, that's like, such a what a slouch. Ugh. That's I mean, so funny. That image though is just so <laughs> you know, here you are, this professional woman, really, you know, well put together, and then just all just falls Whatever. apart. I just as feel soon like there the I door. feel like there are so many people listening right now who have their bra off and their their pants on And they're nodding, yeah, I can practically they see are, them. And they are nodding in agreement because uh-huh. they know exactly what it's like when you have that like that those jeans that are like standing only jeans, like they look really good when you're standing, but the minute you sit down, you're like, oh, why did I wear these? Really? Oh yeah, I have like a bunch of those. Really? You love them. They look they look hot when you're standing up. But I when- just like I just like I just prefer you to stand. That's all. <laughs> I, just, I don't really <laughs> care like, about the jeans. Please don't how, sit down and ruin the illusion. <laughs> how they make you look? I'm just like you must be standing at all times. <laughs> My only concern. No, no, I definitely have some clothes where it's like you know because you try them on in the store and you don't actually sit down to see what it's going to be like. You just wear it and you're like, oh, I like this. This looks really cute. And then you go on the train. And you're like, oh crap! Like these are way tighter than I thought they were. It happens. Well, whatever. Don't it doesn't it. happen to me. I'm perfect. <laughs> All my clothes are perfect. Oh, my God. Wait, can we also just talk about for one second that Patrick got, like, really dressed up to do this? And I, like, part of me part of me was I'm like, not dressed up. you are so dressed up. I'm not. I'm you not have, even you slightly have, dressed up. You have, a, like, a suit. You mean I have pants on. <laughs> I put pants on to do this. You Listeners. To, you have a suit coat on. You should feel flattered. You have a suit coat on and like nice dress boots. And like as soon as I saw you, I was like, um, you realize this is audio, right? Like, I'm, you... I'm standing right now. I can't I can't <laughs> sit in these jeans. <laughs> that was a callback and I'm I'm bothered by it. Um Yeah, no, no, this is a black t shirt, some khaki pants, and then I took my oldest uh, most beat up blazer, which I think I got from like JC Penny like, ten years look, ago. I think you look very and put nice. that on over it. So really, it's just about the blazer. Any without the blazer, you know, I would look like anybody off the street with I've, the blazer. I though. think what it is is I just you've come so far. You know, like when we first started dating, you looked a mess, and I didn't even want to take you anywhere. <laughs> but you did. Yeah, I, I took d- you. I took you places. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> I'm I sorry, just, I couldn't help it. I just feel like you're Plus, di- it's true. Okay. Mm-hmm. We did go places together. This is true. There you go. But you had, like, pants that had, like, a big rip in the knee that kept growing till it was, like, down to your ankle. And I was like, that whole pant leg was, like... I was like, you need to get rid of these shorts. One big rip. Like, yeah. This is disgusting. And just, like, old band t-shirts and that you would just wear all the time. And now you wear suits. You wear, like... J. Crew sweaters and stuff. Well, I mean, okay. it's you just, bought me those sweaters. Yeah, I did buy you J. Crew sweaters, but they, you, I do look great. They are they're my favorite sweaters. No, they're they, my only sweaters. You have but some they're other some sweaters. Some of my favorite pieces. Of but clothing. what I'm saying is, is you look like a professional man. I am a professional man. You look. I know. Remember that, when we met? I was a waiter. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So that's why when I see you wear a suit coat with khakis. And not like the same jeans that you've worn forever. Mm-hmm. I'm just. You I'm, just have to go on the mic and give me a hard time I, about it. <laughs> I, I just have to say that you look wonderful. Oh, well, thank you. You look very handsome. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. New Year's resolution. I feel like that falls in some sort of New Year's resolution. Oh, looking nice. Looking nice. Yeah. yeah. Looking your best, I guess. Not Not being a bum. When you go out on the street. And that's really hard in the winter, especially. You have to wear all these layers and you're just like, I don't even care. You know what I mean? Like I've been in lo- yoga pants for like the past few days. I've had pants on, but yoga ones because I just don't even want to deal. 
Um, so definitely dressing nice is a really nice one. Um, and trying new things. And I think one thing was, you know, us having a project together, which is why I'm really excited about us doing this little podcast thing. Because... Me too. Yeah, actually, that, you know, that, that reminds me too. And, and feeding into what you just said, uh, one of my New Year's resolutions, and I know we discussed this before, is just getting out there. It's kind of all part of, mm-hmm. it's kind of all like sort of the, the, the mix of all of these things. And that's getting out there being yourself and and just making things happen you yeah. know it's socially you don't think about it just just get together with the people that you want to hang out with do a project with your with your spouse yeah. you know just make it happen and that's that's why we're here for me that's what this uh what this uh podcast is all about yeah yeah and i'm i'm really excited i think this is going to be really fun um and it looks like we're almost out of time so um you know what we never even said what the name of our podcast is oh do we have a name we kind of have a name. Do you want to say it? We didn't really tell them anything, did we? We just started. We just started sort of babbling <laughs> about New Year's resolutions and and TV we, shows. Listen, we covered and Charlie Charlie Heb- Hebdo Hebdo Hebdo. You know what? Note to self: New Year's resolution. The next one is is know how to pronounce anything you're going to talk about. Whatever people know who we're talking about. Yeah, they do. But we sound ridiculous. But no, we're we like, don't. Hebdo. We just sound like people. Normal people who have read the name and don't know how to say it out loud. That's and I'm true. sure there are tons of other people that are in the same boat. Listen, mm. you're not going to make me feel some kind of way. Oh, you don't have to feel any kind of way. Okay, because I feel a great way. <laughs> <laughs> Check off that New Year's resolution. Okay, so the name that we came up with that I really like is Last Name Basis. And I think it's really clever because we're married. Um and and we have a good rapport with each other and you know <laughs> we, have a good, we have a good rapport i like that but we do uh, and it's like when you're on a first name basis with someone you have a good relationship with them you know how to talk to them um when you're on a last name basis judging by our show you're married to the person <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're married to the person it's not actually the opposite of first name basis it's really far far more down that same path well, I don't know. I mean, we kind of just made that up. We did. Well, when I looked it up, last name basis was like on shows like The X-Files where you'd be like Skulder and Molly or whatever. Yeah. Like when people call each other by each other's last names. We just keep calling each other. Oh, well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> you, I mean, our last name is not a secret, oh. but I'll well, probably cut that out. Yeah, we'll definitely cut that out. <laughs> I don't want you to know where to find me. <laughs> I'm I'm really important. Did she tell you I'm wearing a blazer right now? <laughs> yeah, you definitely are wearing a blazer. I'll just like beep it out so then people can be like, whoa, what's her last name? <laughs> so so that Anonymous can come and, and do some digging. Oh my God, please don't mention them. I feel like if you say their name. We'll cut name, them out too. If you say their name, then they're going to They appear like the fucking devil. Like Beetle, like uh, Beetlejuice. Yeah, they, were, they waged war on, uh, on the Islamic extremists. They did? Uh, allegedly, yeah. Oh, well. I just I saw that Anonymous released a statement saying we d- we formally declare war on you know Al Qaeda, ISIS, all extremists. Okay, uh, and that's and they're going to get revenge because they really really liked their offensive cartoons, oh, and that boy. was the last straw for them. They were like, you 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 bombed Charlie Hebdo or whatever it is. We are coming for you. I just feel I don't know how I feel about them. I feel sometimes sometimes they do positive stuff, but it also kind of makes me a little uncomfortable that there's like this vigilante group on the internet that just decides that they're gonna mess stuff up when they get pissed off, and I just they're a little unruly, and I, I don't know. They just make me uncomfortable. But I mean. I'm all for taking down terrorists, but then, like, that makes me worry. What if they go after the wrong people? Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. Well, excuse me, other groups are calling for basically this blanket assessment of of what it means to be Muslim and the Muslim population of the entire world as a threat. At least Anonymous says we're going after extremist groups and terrorist cells and we're coming for you and specifically in connection with that particular attack. Yeah, so they at least so. narrowed it down. Yeah. They didn't say death to death to the Muslim right, world. Right. And and you hear that from and shockingly from from actual big name political figures are coming out and saying things that are pretty getting closer and closer to saying here's the dividing line. Muslim. Yeah, no, absolutely. People have like the most warped perception of what their religion is. And it's I read this really great quote that said, I think it was a tweet from Hari Kondabolu that said, you know, when a terrorist strike happens, suddenly all Muslims have to be held accountable. And suddenly everyone's like, oh, do you are you OK with this? Do you support this? But 
But that doesn't happen any other time. Like anytime you talk about racism or slavery, it feels like there are so many white people who get like really uncomfortable and they're like, oh, I have nothing to do with that. But when the roles are reversed and it's a person of color, it's a Muslim person, it's a black person, suddenly it's like everyone's job to denounce that so that you know that we're not all the same. We're not doing all this bad thing. So, I mean, I I feel like uh, thanks Anonymous for trying to go after the bad guys. But at the same time, I I just don't like the idea of this group that we can't control. We don't know who they are. We don't know where they're operating from. Giving them the power to like fix stuff that goes wrong. Oh, they're not giving them the power. They, I'm not saying giving them. So it. not giving them to the some power. Extent. But just the fact that they that they feel like they can just step up and do whatever the hell they want. We just keep going off on tangents, and we were supposed to be trying to wrap this up. We are wrapping this up. But first, I want to say, My Husband's Not Gay is a new show <laughs> coming out. I think this is hilarious. Can we just, I, we just got yeah, the... we can do this last thing. Okay, so My Husband's Not Gay is apparently about a Muslim man who's not gay. A, not a Muslim man. I'm sorry, Muslim. I just like... Mormon. Just Mormon. Mormon, um, like Mormon couples. Yeah, sorry, we've been talking about, about the Muslim yeah. faith and population for so long now. Mormon, a Mormon man who's apparently gay, um, but... Also has a wife and maintains a family? Yeah, it's about a bunch of them. It's like a number of couples where the husband says that he is attracted to men, but he's chosen to be in a heterosexual relationship and raise a family. And it's gotten a lot of people upset. There's There are people that have petitioned to get the show taken off the air. I don't necessarily know that I think the show should be taken off the air, but I definitely understand why people are pissed off about it. It seems crazy. I mean, it just seems crazy. You know what I'm pissed about? And this is the way, the same reason I'm pissed about all shitty TV is is that it's just a way to sensationalize something that's that should be considered realistically um, and, and in a greater and more serious context. I don't know that we have to think about this seriously. I think what bothers me about it is this idea that you can choose to not be gay. And then also this idea that because these men are attracted to men, that must mean they're gay. Like, do bisexual people not exist? Like, clearly, if you're in a relationship with this woman and you want to be in a relationship with them and you're attracted to them sexually and you've had children with them, maybe you're not gay. Maybe you're bisexual. And oh, I see. I thought the guys just said, I mean, the guy who was well, the subject did of say this that. story All of them said have, they were gay. I, I think they have said that, but I think that that is partially because a lot of people are confused about what bisexuality is and a lot of people, for some reason, think men can't be bisexual. And so these men are just more comfortable with saying they're gay. I don't really know. I just think, I just think that it's just... I don't like the idea of a show dedicated to like fetishizing people's sexual preferences. And I just feel like that's really disrespectful. That's how I feel about it. And but I feel that way about about every every show that just that just creates a lot of bickering and sensationalism and turns something that's allegedly real life into entertainment for people to scoff at and laugh at. Uh, yeah. And, and it's but you know that's like 90 They signed of up for it though. I mean they they clearly they feel okay about it, but I do think that it has the potential to be damaging to how people view the gay community, especially if they're presenting it as I'm choosing to be straight for my wife. Then there might be people who think, well, why can't you be like these guys on this show? They chose to be straight. And I think that that's that's very risky to put out there into the world. Absolutely. Well, we are choosing to stay in this relationship and we are choosing to continue making this podcast last name basis. Last name basis. I like it. And I think that this was a really great first show. Um, we will talk to you all next week. And when um, we talk to you, we will, we'll try to ramble less. Yeah. Or maybe more. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what you guys thought about it. Um, and, and we will use that for our next show. So thank you so much for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye.